turn with me to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, we shall share from verse 2. I think I'll just share verse 2 and then make a few comments and then we move on to ask something else. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad you came? Are you glad you came? What was the reason you came? Hallelujah. That one you can answer for yourself. Um, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 says that for look darkness will cover the earth and thick darkness is over the people but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen or will appear over you. Please read. Kubanga la mechizikiza chidibika kunsi. Echizikiza chikute chidibika kumawanga. Na imu kama alikuvira yo. Nechitiwa chichirabikira kugwe. Amen. Amina. One of the things that... Um, I appreciate so much about um, <clears throat> moments like this is the, the liberty we have in time to, to just go before the Lord. Um, and, and that time depends on, that time really depends on how you engage with God. For some it can appear like a very short time, for some it can appear like a long time. And it's my prayer that to all of us it should be a very, very, very short time. Because you step on the pedestal of eternity. You get lost in your father and time is zoned out. And even if you do not have a lot to say, but when you have a lot to share with him, yourself, hallelujah, you don't have to always be saying something. You just have to have a heart that is Desiring fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Um, I, the reason I brought out this verse is because of the few things I want to say. Which may not be the main thing I'm going to say today. But it is something that I want you to hear and know. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Darkness will cover thee, the people. This is a prophecy. Everybody said darkness will cover the earth and thick darkness the people. Is it happening? Is it happening? There is darkness, right? And, and it's getting thick. Is it getting thick? You sometimes feel it on your skin. You, you feel it. It's like that darkness that the Egyptians felt. But now we are talking about spiritual darkness. That is almost feelable. Everywhere you turn there is wickedness. Is that true? It's not only visible. It's not only audible. It is a canopy in the spirit. It's tangible in the spirit. That it can affect you unconsciously. Because the Bible says it covers the people. Are you people? Are you people? This thick darkness does what? Covers the people. If you are not careful, it can cover you. Tell your neighbor it can cover you. It is is thick darkness. And the reason I'm bringing this verse is to let you know that there is darkness thickening. It's thickening. And if it is thickening, we also must be doing something more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there's a promise that the Lord will arise. He will do what? He will do what? He will do what? He will arise upon you. And his glory shall appear. Hallelujah. There are those that God is saying he will rise upon you. And they'll become like satellites in the thick darkness. Like bright lights in the thick darkness. Aboluganda, let me tell you friends, to come against the status quo is not easy. It is not easy. That's why the Bible says that many shall grow cold. He's not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about believers. Many, the status quo will take them. When that darkness penetrates your mind, it gets your thought life. 
when that darkness penetrates your desires when that darkness penetrates your, your daily program huh? and then you find yourself growing cold what do you do for the Lord to rise upon you? What do you do? I'm asking a question. What do you do in the midst of thick darkness? Do you know that in the midst of thick darkness prayer can be tough? Tough. If they made you choose between praying and digging five miles, you go for five miles squared. You will go to pray where thick darkness is and the first minutes or even hours you wonder whether you are praying. By the time you start to pray, your prayer time is over. Some of you have been praying, but you have not yet even started. Tonight, there's a lot you had to sort out. Thick darkness had covered. You go one hour. The canopy is still over you. It is working your mind, working your heart. You are still under that influence. What does a man do for the glory of the Lord to arise on them? And you have what they call a breakthrough over the darkness. What does a man do? Ladies and gentlemen, you know, when you come here and you pray, and for many of us when we are here, please, it's not time to sleep, it's time to listen to the word. When we are here, we find it easier to pray. Why? You are on the oasis. You have come to the well. And there is a corporate stirring. But ladies and gentlemen, the real work is when you are alone. And God is looking for the laborer who will do the homework. Alone. Piercing the darkness alone. Fighting the battles alone. Going against the gates of hell alone. That is not soup. That is not a walk in the park. That is labor. Labor. And unfortunately, you know, this is, I've, I've not been 
let me tell you a bit of what I've been praying. I've been praying for you people throughout this time. And I've been asking God this one prayer. I said, God, give your people the grace for Monday. Give them the grace for Tuesday. Give them the grace for Wednesday. Thursday. Saturday. And Sunday. That was my prayer tonight. For you to come here and pray hard on Friday. And Saturday does not get the same blessing. Monday does not get the same blessing. You are not doing the work. You know what will happen? With time, Friday will become your revival altar. Where you come and experience more. And then after Friday, you go back to your surviving altar. I am asking the Lord to give us grace for Monday. So that on Monday, you revisit the grace of Friday. The question is, how are we going to penetrate the darkness? How does the Lord arise on a person? Homework. There is homework. Don't depend on the oasis. The oasis is wonderful. You come and everybody's like, wow. How was the overnight? There was prayer. Oh, and then Sunday comes and we say, oh, people, you are missing Friday overnight. I'm not missing Friday overnight. What I do in the Friday overnight is a little of what I do every day. The homework is beyond here. certain words God gives us and we cannot sustain those words because we don't have the generator that operates constantly. The things of the spirit, we must learn to intubate them in prayer. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? You must learn to do what? To intubate. Okay. Let me use the Luganda word. What, what, what did you use? Uh-huh. Right now I have a local hen somewhere sitting on eggs. Somewhere, somewhere that side. 
I can count the number of times it has been off those eggs in about 18 days and how long it was off. Why? It has a miracle pending. There's something coming forth. So it stays on the egg. We must learn to intubate spiritual things. Otherwise, we will have eggs without cheeks. And we have had them for a number of years. Hey, what happened? Hey, what do they say in Uganda? He, he, he did what? He laid an egg. Yeah. And we are happy. The egg has been left in the cold. There is no prayer to intubate that thing that has come forth. piercing the darkness. We are a generation of people that so many prayers of so many generations are going to be answered in this generation. Did you hear that? Some of the tears of your great grandfathers who looked for God and never knew where to find him and never knew his name. Those prayers are going to be answered with you. Some of the revivalists, the missionaries, whose blood was shed on this land because they wanted to see the kingdom of God on this land. Many pending prayers. And this is the generation. Hallelujah. The Lord says he shall rise upon you. But how many of us are willing to do the work? Tell your neighbor, I pray for you. Grace for every day to do the homework. This is beyond, friends, I've said it, this before and I'm saying it again. It is beyond devotion. Where we have reached, we are beyond devotion. I wake up in the morning, I have 35 minutes of devotion. God is looking for people who can labor in the night. Labor in the day. Thick darkness is coming down. Now the economy I hear is how it is on. It is no longer on its legs. It's, it's on clutches now. Clutches. And now there's more darkness because of that. People are wondering what next. If, if we can just sit down and be watchers and look at how things are happening. 
You will know that the body of Christ must call on the Lord. Amen. 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 I do not know about you, but how many of you have? Anyway. What will we gain is when you go for prayer. You know you're looking for God. Your heart is on God. And you go in the place of prayer. And you cross yourself there. And you keep in that place. The whole day. The whole day. But when you're in battle. I don't know who has gone through that. When you're in battle, Golaba Katonda Jacuita, while you're aiming to binge in the way you take Okuangula, telling you to go, but when there are lots of things you must first fight before, not things that are even personal, which they are receiving to be your God, God is calling you to the gates. Come to the gates. Hallelujah. I can't forget that time when that young man appeared in my room and said, Gwe, those things you are talking about, and I got a stern warning. That was a great encouragement. It was not a threat, it was an encouragement. I was telling my family recently, this past week, constantly I'm having dreams when I'm casting devils out of people. Almost every day. Out of many people. And I'm like, God, what is this? So on, on Wednesday, was it Wednesday, Tuesday? The first dream that came on Monday, I forgot it. So on Tuesday evening, we're having an altar. And then I remember. I remember the dream. So vividly. And then we began to sing the song, Victory Belongs to Jesus. My God. The Lion of Judah came in my heart. And I began a love of victory. But do you know that whole day, Tuesday, I was in a posture of warfare. The whole day. Did a number of things, went to minister, came back in a posture of war, knowing that God has posted me on certain spiritual gates. And I did not know which exactly was the way in. But when the laughing came, we began to laugh on the altar. I knew now God has done something. When that night I get a dream, another one, devils taking off. Wednesday, I spent the whole day 
in my room in warfare looking for that presence that has been the week sometimes on this journey you are so alone without other people and God hides himself from you and then he commissions you to deal with something he wants you to walk in faith not in feelings you know, many of you or some of you struggle with your praying because you are looking for a feeling you are looking for a feeling you want something that feels like the presence of god something that feels good when you mature you understand that there is a place of faith there is a place where you walk by revelation not by feeling the bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet to my Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Zero feelings. You go a And it's not just the kind of praying that you, in the name of just I bind I put no it's not that it's not that it's the ability to tarry and call on the lion of Judah and wait on him the one who can deal with those things do you understand what I'm saying it's to wait on him minister to him and just be there and insist and until he comes and opens the door and clears the way it's not your wisdom it's his hallelujah hallelujah I, I really feel that you know as I was praying today God spoke to me that he wants to raise up watchers watchers watchmen watchmen people who have the capacity to stand in the gap they hear what he wants them to hear concerning the land concerning the church and they can proclaim it and they can intercede for it and they can even start building it hallelujah hallelujah there are a few things i'm going to share with you that are going to show you where we are as a church and how we really need to to, to improve ourselves so much because right now we have very extremely few watchers in the body of Christ. Some of the people who are called into the watching ministry who have prophetic ministries are busy prophesying sugar and shoes for people. 
And God didn't call them for such low things. But they lost there. So, I'm going to share with you. Let, let me share with you four things. Four things. You, you could have heard these things before, but please don't. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Allow the Holy Spirit to open up your understanding so that these things can benefit you and you, you can implement them in your life fully. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to speak to you first. I'm going to speak to you about Okay, let me say the four things before I even start. I'm going to speak to you about habitation, submission, communion, and partnership. Okay? These are the four things I want to share with you. The habitation of God, submission to God, communion with God, partnership with God. Those four things. They, they seem to be moving one after another. But they are also intertwined. Are you ready? Um, to get something good for, you, for your spirit. Hallelujah. So uh, habitation. And, and habitation here we are talking about the dwelling of God in men. The habitation of God in men. In us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. You, I'll, I'll give you a number of scriptures. Some of them just jot them down. We may not, we may not read them. It says, keep examining yourselves to see whether you are continuing in the faith. Test yourselves. You know, don't you, that Jesus the Messiah lives in you. You know that Jesus the Messiah lives in you. Um, Colossians chapter 1 verse, Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 says, but when God who set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me KJV says to reveal his son in me so that I may proclaim him among the Gentiles. So Jesus dwells in us. We have divine habitation. Amen. Ephesians 3.17 And that the Messiah would make his home in your hearts through faith. The revelation, the understanding that Jesus dwells in me. 
that one that revelation that says greater is he that is in me than the devil that is in the world hallelujah it's many times watered down people do not understand that this is one of the mysteries of the gospel Christ in you the hope of glory Jesus is in me say to you with me Jesus is in me. That, now, the Bible says, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. In Jesus dwells the fullness of the Godhead. And that Jesus is in you. So it means the fullness of the Godhead is where? In you. Now, that, that's a big secret in the kingdom. It, it, it is what baffles the angels. Angels wonder, why did God choose to leave heaven and live in those dust? Why live all that glory and all that splendor and come and live in bodies that he's not even fully in control of? Mm -hmm. That is not fully controlling. Hallelujah. Amina. than the devil that is in the world. When I was in S3, and I got tired of these things that used to come and press me on the bed. This is the revelation that helped me. Because there was no deliverance minister that time. There was no one I knew who was available where you could run and just say, come on! But this revelation helped me. So every time those things came and pressed me on the bed and I can't breathe and I can't The moment I wake up, I say, you demons that have just been pressing me, come back here. Come, 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 come. In the name of Jesus, come back. Come back. I command you, come here. And I would call them until I can feel that they have come. When I feel they have come, then I say, in the name of Jesus, fire. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And I start to torment them. I did that every time they came to me. The last time they ever came to me. When I did it, I had with these ears, not the ones of the spirit. These ears. A voice like this. The voice of it. That was the last time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the revelation. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Have you ever summoned an evil spirit to come? The reason I don't fear to do that is because I know if it comes, greater is he that is in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The revelation of habitation is very, very key. 
In First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen, you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. Don't you? You do not belong to yourselves. The revelation that you are a temple, a sanctuary. Do you know what a temple is? It is a, it's a place set apart for a deity. Sanctified. Now, your body is a temple. Have you ever passed by a temple? How do you feel? Hmm? Any temple? In town, they call it Chowologoma. That's a temple. Some of us even, we, we are more in reverence when we pass by shrines than when we pass by believers. Huh? A shrine of African witchcraft. You're almost bowing, you're like, what do we do? You literally give them reverence. Your body, your body is more holy than any other temple on the earth. Why? There is a, a habit. Hmm? What is the luzungu there? A, a what? Habitant. There's a habitant who lives in that habitat. There's an inhabitant who lives in that habitat. Who is the inhabitant of your body? It is not you. If it was you, it would never have been called a temple. The reason it's called a temple, there is a deity, the Lord of glory, Christ in you. If God could just allow the hidden glory in you to emanate, you would be transfigured in this place. Praise the Lord. The body of Christ needs to come back to this revelation. I am a temple. I am the temple of the living God. We need to come back there. We have forgotten the habitation of God. Praise the Lord. Because if you know that that is God's habitation, the way you will take care of that body. I'm telling you, if you have the revelation that this is his temple, you would have been the usher of that temple. Making sure it is clean every day. Presenting it to be acceptable before him. As a reasonable act of service. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Now, habitation. That's where we start from. You gave your life to Christ. Jesus entered the, the body. Number two. Everybody says submission. Submission deals with Romans 8.14. For all who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Submission. He dwells in me. Christ lives in me. Because he's in me, now I have to submit to him. Amen. This is where we have a disconnect. A big disconnect. That we enjoy the habitation of God. But are not pursuing submission to that habitation. To be led by the one who is in us. Are you getting me there? Look at what Jesus said in John 10, 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep do what? Hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. From habitation, I now know my shepherd is inside me. My shepherd is where? He's in the inside of me. What am I supposed to do? Submit as many as are led. I submit to the shepherd. Because if I do not submit to him, the habitation, him being there, won't make a difference. You didn't hear that. Him being there, and I'm not submitted to him, doesn't make a difference. Paul said this in Galatians 2.20. I no longer live, but the Messiah lives in me. Everybody, let's shout that statement together. I no longer live, but the Messiah lives in me. Say it again. I no longer live. Say that one again. I no longer live. Can you help me and pass a death certificate to your neighbor? Say it again. I no longer live. But what? Receive your death certificate in Jesus' name. You no longer live. That is submission. You are getting out of the way so that the one inside you lives. Hello? Do you know what's happening today in the church? I live and Christ is in me. We're not both trying to live. Christ is in me, me I'm living. Hey, not a man there, brother. Touchy, <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it with me. I no longer live. May the Lord help us reach there. May the Lord really help us. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oji yeah. death certificate Nejigana. you give them a death certificate and they reject it Nejigama, they say we are, I'm not yet very dead why are you giving me that certificate Anangi. let's die get out of the way Veo. submission I no longer live, but the Messiah lives in me. And the life that I am now living in this body, I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. There are prayers we need to be praying. You wake up in the morning and say, Dear Lord, if I'm alive, kill me now. Kill me, Lord. I'm dead in Christ. I'm telling you. We need to pray those prayers. Lord, kill me. The Bible says, through the power of the Holy Spirit, mortify the flesh and its deeds. So it is okay to say, Lord, kill. Release your power to kill this desire. Kill this stout in Jesus' name. I kill you. The scriptures give you that authority. You should be tired of being alive. Because when you are alive, you are not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As many as are led as we see in Romans 8.14. As many as are led. And you know, sometime back we shared here. And I told you guys that the truth is. If you look at your life. You'll be picking up small moments. And a few. Where you can actually. Testify with all, I mean, you're sure that in that area I was led. The rest of the time, you are in your own thing. That's the life of believers today. Some people can even go through a whole day and there was no contact with the Holy Spirit. They are not sure whether they were led. They are living life somehow. And that's not how God wants it to be. He, he says, as many as are led. The Bible says, Enoch walked with God for 300 years. He did not say Enoch walked with God for a certain uh, period of time and then he and then again he began again it was 300 years now how many years am I going to be alive I do not know but I have to do something about walking with God and the Lord came to Abraham and told him walk before me and be blameless and I will fulfill there's something about this walk. Submitting yourself to the leadings of the Spirit. If my life is not led of the Spirit, how can my praying be led? Hmm? Hello? Hello? Most of us in prayer, do you know what we are doing? We are doing shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. If it be thy will, let it be done. In the name of, 
shadow boxing no clarity of God's will you do not have the strategy of the spirit in your praying You are praying the way you used to pray how many years ago you still pray the same way there is surely no guidance of the spirit Hello When you have an intercessor and you know that intercessor has a relationship with God that they know how to pick the will of God concerning a matter and pray through. You will always want to put your prayer request there. Because they know how to tap the mind of God. So they tell you, let's pray for the body of Christ. Until the end. You are covering up for your lack of guidance. You cannot even shut up the tongues and speak speak words that are spirit led accurate strategic that hit right through where God wanted to hit says, you got it and even as you get it it hits back at you as a revelation like, oh, God actually showed me his will concerning the church and prayed it through those are the prayers of Hanani you are praying for the walls of Jerusalem and while you are praying God is showing strategy you are, in, you are part of it and, I mean, who, not Hanani who was that guy Nehemiah okay. Mm. Hanan is the one who told Nehemiah what is going on. And Nehemiah is in prayer. He's not talking in tongues. He's sad and he's burdened and he's trying to negotiate with the, with the Lord. And through that prayer, he gets divine strategy. And he's part of the strategy. Today we have people hiding behind tongues. I tell sometimes my children, stop praying tongues, talk to God. They tell you, pray for the pastor, recover, recover, recover. Pray for church, recover, recover. Pray for the nation, recover. The same tongue for everything. What's wrong with you? Hiding. Your inability to be led by the Spirit behind your prayer language. It's true. I can imagine, Mama, I can imagine if, if God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, He comes to us and says, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Really? Mandeka, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah. Mandeka, Mandeka. I wonder whether Jesus would have done anything. 
No, and I'm not trying to downplay tongues, guys. Yeah, I pray in tongues a lot. I'm not downplaying them. What I'm actually trying to pick up is our hiding behind tongues. And we are losing a communion with the Lord that we get inspired and revelation from there. And we can pray, target prayers that speak back revelation to us. Tell your neighbor, die. Submit to the Lord. Submit to the Spirit. From habitation to submission, we go to the next, and that is communion. I've got to say communion. Say fellowship. First John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message that we have heard from him. And we declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness, none at all. If we claim that we have fellowship with him, but keep living in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you there? To say you? We're talking about fellowship. Now, most of us, what we call fellowship... This is what Christians of today call fellowship with God. Let me go and have this sweet moment with God. Trying to have fellowship. I'm trying to have fellowship. And when you see someone who's like this, that one is not in fellowship. That one who's in fellowship is that one. I'm telling you, these are misconceptions we have. And that's why many of us have never understood what fellowship is and have never walked in it. If we keep living in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have what? We have what? Fellowship. Where does fellowship begin from? It starts in the light. Amen. A man who is in the ways of God is in fellowship with God. If you are living your life in his ways, you are in his fellowship. Praise the Lord. That's fellowship. Now, fellowship is different from intimacy. Intimacy. We may practice intimacy in prayer, but intimacy in prayer is impossible without fellowship. Ah, someone got it. Finally. 
Irakali. So we have people who are living in darkness coming for overnight to fellowship with God. No, they're not these ones. The other ones. They and the other overnight there. Praise the Lord. And then we conjure, we conjure our fellowship. You have come. The actual truth was, you are not living in the ways, you are not walking with God. So you come for overnight. And you conjure fellowship. You try to to forge the intimacy. You try to look even Somebody looks at you and wonders, is this one in a wrestling match? Trying to make it work. It's not like that. If you are in the light, as he is in the light, there's fellowship. There's fellowship. You ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything called darkness in my life? Is there any? Dark. Lord, reveal it. And I'll make it right with you. You try and expose every issue called darkness in your life. Ask him to to put his light on you. Examine my heart, O God. Examine my thoughts. Praise the Lord. One of the biggest problems of children of God today is what they call strongholds that keep them in darkness. And when I say strongholds, I don't mean demons. I'm talking about thoughts. 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 Strongholds are thoughts. It's that thought that keeps repeating itself. Pointing you out of the will of God. It's a stronghold. It's darkness. And unless you pull down that stronghold and bring it to the obedience of Christ, fellowship can be in and out and difficult. Praise the Lord. Our hunger for righteousness brings us into the light. I want to be right with God. Amen. You want to treat all people right. All people. The Bible says, 
that even when you speak speak with grace and says to all men I was meditating on that scripture recently and while I was meditating I remembered a parent who spoke so harshly to their child and I said to all men also means your children all men. That is righteousness. Speaking with grace in your heart. You're not going to look at each other. Move away from me. You look like your mother. You have heard people say those things? And you're like, this is a child. Why are you going to say but there's no grace. Praise the Lord. When you are married, you honor your spouse because it is righteousness. Can, can you believe that there's a scripture that says, 1 Peter 3.7 that if you do not take your wife with honor and dwell with her with knowledge that your prayers are hindered. I wanted to erase that part from the Bible but I can't. I said That a guy who has a wife, if he does not dwell with her according to knowledge, honoring her, you come, you sweat back. And God is looking at you like, come on, act. And the instruction he's giving you, go back home. Dwell with your wife with knowledge and honor. I said, God, why did you put this thing there? Really, why? Making life hard for the men. Because there are times you are praying and you are in a desperate need for an answer. You don't have time to go back home and honor the wife. Now, now you men who are married and who are not married, if you do not make your research to know how to dwell with a woman, you are finished. You are finished. There will not be fellowship. You will be conjuring your own fellowship, but it won't be real. You are finished. Hallelujah. So, Pastor Karugaba, when God checks your prayers, he first looks at patience. Is she smiling? Is she okay? Is she comforted? Pass. And the prayers reach the 
Otherwise, they'll be hindered. Now, I'm just trying to bring out things that we normally ignore. And God pursues light in men. How much light is in your life? What things are you hiding under darkness that are hindering you to enjoy the fellowship, the with God? Hello. Praise be to Jesus. You are here, you borrowed a book from the prayer department, you have never returned it. You are you are a thief. You have somebody's books in your what you are a thief. The Bible says the wicked borrow and don't return. That is light. I'm telling you. Go through your books. Go through your things. Whatever doesn't belong to you, take it back. Before you are condemned for being a thief. You keep lying people. And then after I say, I was joking. He that lies a man and says he's joking is like a madman throwing arrows of death. Do you know in the spirit they are saying you are mad? You are mad and you are throwing arrows of death because of your lying tongue which is called joking subject. You see, many times when people are being told about mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. they are thinking about mm-hmm. murders, stealing, mm-hmm. killing, fornication, mm-hmm. immorality, mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. movie, pornography. Mm-hmm. They are thinking mm-hmm. of their worst they can imagine and say, I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. I don't masturbate. I, I do not flat. I do not. My dear. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. You need to ask the Holy Spirit. Examine me. Expose darkness. Some of us are envious, jealous. We carry anger. Even slap mosquitoes with anger. Search, search your heart. Search your heart. <laughs> People fellowship. You, you, God called you into his fellowship. You were called. You were set apart to be in his fellowship. That darkness. Darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You take that heart of yours. You know what is in there. 
Power it in his presence as Tired of this heart. Lord, this thing in me. If you don't deal with it, I'm finished. That Amalekite. That Midianite. If you don't deal with that Midianite. Because fellowship is one thing that every child of God is called to. Because fellowship leads to the last thing. Fellowship leads to partnership. 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 Friends, I think partnership is the most important thing we need today than anything else. I, I, I want you to, to I want you to go to um, John chapter 14 verse 10. Let's wrap this up and finish because time, I don't know where time has gone, but you believe, don't you, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I said to you, I do not speak on my own. It is the Father who dwells in me and who carries out his work. Verse, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and because God was with him partnership because God was with him he went around doing good and healing everyone who was oppressed by the devil the last verse Mark 16 verse 20 Mark 16 verse 20 then his disciples went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the signs that accompanied it. Everybody said partnership. Everything I've shared habitation submission fellowship all that is meant to culminate into partnership. The reason why we are not seeing much of God's work in people's lives today is because there is no partnership. The reason there is no partnership, there is no real fellowship. The reason there's no real fellowship, there's no submission. Today, we have people who are doing things for God. How many of you know God never called us to do anything for him? He didn't call us to do anything for him. What can you do for him? Nothing. You can't. God called you. God called you. That he might walk through you. And that he might walk with you. So we have things being done for God. People 
people come up with their ideas and dedicate them to God as God ideas. Have you ever seen that in the Bible somewhere? You have your thing and you say, Father, bless it in Jesus' name. Here is my Ishmael. Lord, this is Ishmael, my firstborn. Lord, bless Ishmael. And you insist on Ishmael. And you insist on Ishmael. Until someone has to speak to you. Send the boy away with his mother. And God has to tell you the blessing is not on Ishmael. The son of a bond woman. The idea of Abraham. The, the blessing is on the promise. The one who's coming by the spirit. But to produce that one coming by the spirit. Partnership. Partnership. The Bible says God worked with them. On top of working with them, he confirmed their message with signs. He confirmed. So we have believers who are still trying to figure out this whole thing of Christ in me. Habitation. And then some others who are trying to figure out how to be led by the Spirit. Then you have others who have tried to go beyond that and are trying to get into fellowship with God. The fewest are the ones who are in partnership. Where do you want to go? Where? What's bringing you into all these prayer meetings and whatever? What kind of spiritual impact do you want? You have no impact if you cannot be a partner of the Holy Spirit. You can't. You can't have impact. And many of us, oh, God is in me. Oh, I'm fellowshipping the Holy Spirit. After you are fellowshipping the Holy Spirit, you look for what he has done out, out of you. You will not see it. Because growing to the place of a means that you have learned to walk with him in fellowship. Means that he can constantly feed you with signals, with info, constantly give you stimulus and inspiration so that you become like Jesus. The words I speak, the works I do, it is the Father. Praise the Lord. Now that brings you to a place where now your life is acceptable to God. Everything you do is what Jesus said in John 15 is the fruit. Fruit is not what you do. Fruit is what God is doing in you. And through you that is fruit. 
Tell it to your neighbor. Preach a bit Chimugambe, to your neighbor. Tell me. Uh, just help me a bit. Elsie, preach to mama. Uh, mama don't preach to Elsie. Elsie, preach to mama. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What is fruit? Fruit is not what I do. What I produce as me. It is the work of God in me that comes out through me to others. That's fruit. If you abide in me, you shall bear fruit. There are things we have done for God. On that day, when they are put in the fire, we'll be saying, but God, that one is okay. That one is good. Jesus. No, I was sincere. I was honest. Jesus. Oh, my whole heart was in it. Jesus says, no, 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 no. It was not in me. And you will see very good works being burnt up. And then you begin to understand the awesomeness of the judge we shall stand before. That there's nothing good in a human being. Nothing good. Nothing good. There's nothing good in a human being. That's why Paul said we no longer boast in ourselves in the flesh. The earlier the children of God desire to no longer live and Christ to live, the sooner they are going to produce acceptable fruit. Come Please, God. Friends. We are seeking God. But please understand these things. Because God wants to take you to partnership. God wants to bring you to fellowship. Amen. Walking in the light. And in fellowship. Praise God. Where you find servants of God standing in public and speaking, this is what is going to happen. They're doing it out of a sincere heart. They're serving the Lord. They know. They believe they're hearing from God. Things turn around. And then everybody's wondering, but this one must be a false prophet. This one must be off. And there are all question marks being put on those very wonderful servants of the Lord. But I think sometimes we get so used to ministry and we have walked away from the Lord himself. And we are busy with ministry. And we get power drunk and come through the power and speak anything which God has not spoken. And I, I'm 
serious, by the way. It's not a joke. One of the things I truly want, that one of the you things, you see the Bible says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling, and that you may know his glorious inheritance in the saints. One of the things I have a big desire, I want to look at Joshua and see who he is in the Lord. I want to look at Ivan and I want that level of sight to know the glorious inheritance in everybody. Now they are prophets here. All those things won't come out when you are still in habitation. Oh, Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me. Hey, I know who I am. I, I'm walking in power. You are not. You are not walking in power. Stop lying, guys. I'm walking in victory. No, you are not in victory. I live a life of favor. No, you are not. No, be honest. Be honest. Some of you know. You are not walking in the power, you are walking in the weakness. You are not walking in victory, you are walking in the battles, defeat. The earlier you wake up, you will correct the problem. Can you be walking in the power, Ivan, when? At night in your dreams, they are chasing you. Huh? I tell you, even dogs chasing you. Now, now it is you chasing the dogs. <laughs> friend of mine came to his friend and told him, I dreamt of you. Uh-huh, what did you dream? I dreamt when dogs were biting you. And now, it is a spirit of lust. Over it is a gossip coming over, against you. And you say, you know, I also dreamt about you. Said, what, did you, what did you dream? I dreamt when you were biting dog, a dog. You were biting dogs. <laughs> Which dream is worse? Please, interpreters, tell us. If we are going to walk in power, we must walk in power. If it's victory, let it be victory. It will manifest in all your life. Even your dream life. Everywhere, victory. You cannot be captive in your dreams and then you say, when I'm awake, I'm, 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 I'm more than a conqueror. Are you, are you awake? Are you really awake? In your dreams, you're a captive. In the spiritual world, you're a captive. When you forget the dream, you are now more than a conqueror. 
must see God let us stop playing games there are things that are hiding in the spirit we must overcome them praise God what I saw when I was seeking God in those earlier days the more I sought the Lord when I reached a new level it was confirmed by manifestation of things which were hiding on that level things connected to you in your spiritual world they are there but you don't know that they are there but because you have rose you have lifted, you have gone higher now they are exposed to you now some people at that point begin to say but how come I'm seeking God and I'm seeing these things wake up that's a sign of advance at that point you either plummet back to the level you came from or you put in the fuel required to penetrate the darkness Hallelujah. Amen. At that level, if you do not do more, you come down. And when you come back to the level you were at, you know what they do? In the spirit world, they begin to tie the doors with bigger locks. He had left, he had gone. Enforce. You had used maybe a seven day fast to reach there. Now you're going to use 14. 14. Let's learn the dynamics of the spirit. I want to challenge you guys. Some of you have never really pushed yourself beyond a certain level of comfort. I want to challenge you. And I challenged, I was here, my daughter's from St. Lawrence University, Vivian Nanda. I'm forgetting her name. What's it? Winnie. Winnie. Please, welcome them. They are here. And, and we have also Papa Ken over there. You know Winnie him Papa very well. Ken. That young man, wonderful young man there. I was telling them, and I challenged them to, to fast. On Tuesday. And a number of them, you know, called me up and told me that uh, they are going to do what they have never done before. You, you, you need, you need to sacrifice. You know, years ago I told them that there's something I learned. I learned it from a man called James Murebeke. How many of you know James Murebeke? No, hey, it's only Rogers who knows him. He used to say. If your sacrifice does not move you, it can't move God. I said, if your sacrifice cannot move Really? Because many of us are sacrificing, but we are sacrificing nothing. Nothing. You are seeking God. You are giving God you are giving God Nothing. You try give yourself a season and, and talk to that one and say, God, 
at the end of this season i want to be on another level wewe, with you mkama mgaenti season ni no whether Number one, what would so, be the sacrifice of prayer? Sadaka yukusaba inebidia. I said the sacrifice of prayer. Nambi sadaka yukusaba. Because many of us want to pray when it's convenient. Banga banji kufetuwa gala tusaba mungeriyetu we milembe. When it's convenient. Oh no, you say I have a busy week this week, Manyi, so I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, let me postpone it, and next week will be a bit lighter. Mandia, mandia, the week where you're saying you're busy, could be the week. Oli busy, inso kubaye week. could be the week that works a sacrifice of prayer sadaka yokusaba give yourself to that way sacrifice where you are sadaka a sacrifice of fast sadaka yokusiba what what did i say ngambiye ha somebody says sirika 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 pastor wagamate tukomao ngira nyokusiba nyokusiba mpola mpola ali don't want to fast the weapons the old weapons still work they work and they work very well fasting works these days we fast in style Hmm? We fast drinking coffee yogurt yogurt I'm on flume they tell you are you fasting yeah any time go can wako drinking it constantly the fast which is supposed to end at 6 you round it off at 4:30 chino koma 12 ochimaliliza 4:30 ah it's already 6 That is the life we are in. And the truth of the matter is this. Anyone who says Lord I want to seek you. God is going to give you instructions in areas two areas mainly prayer and fasting. If you have not had instructions in that area, in those areas you have never started seeking. Because God knows it is not your mind that comes up with the fast that will work. It is him who knows what will work for you. You get it. He prescribes the price. He will begin by telling you give me two days. And then for you round it off. Ah no 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 no. I'll do 12 hours. Um, not even 12 hours. I'll do up to midday. Ogeno compromising price jebakwa buri price jebakwa ngotolako ngotolako ngawekiranya toliva mu class eyo paka you never leave that gozeko instruction jebaso kokuwa instructions sawa na munana you will never leave that class your class to live ebintu bino byebaita price mukama abiteka mu feeling la kubaya chimanye chichokutasa to eat because he knows that's the only thing that will save you He knows. 
He gave instructions to men of old exactly what to do. He is not going to come around you and beat about the bush. And you just wake up and say, I feel like fasting and you fast and you think God is going to say, oh, wonderful, wonderful. You felt like fasting today and you fasted. Here, receive. No. He is going to come and give you an instruction. He is going to prescribe a prayer habit. If you do not accept the prayer habit, if you do not accept the life of fasting he is giving you, if you do not accept the way he wants you to dwell with his word, forget. It is called religion. You have a PhD, a master's, a paper, everything. And the Bible says it profits a little. Religion, it profits a little, but it does not deal with the flesh. You'll feel the flesh too much. When God gives you his instructions, it kills you. It kills you. You get emptied. And then when you finish it the way it was prescribed, that joy, he says, I'll make you joyful. That joy. You know that I've done God's will. I've done God's will. I shared with them one time I did the fast at prayer mountain. And then I walked down from prayer mountain. Six days, no eating, no drinking, nothing. And I was pacing a lot, sweating, and I got totally dehydrated. My lips were all cut. I reached the bottom of the mountain where I was supposed to get my transport from. I was walking down. And I fainted. And they picked me, took me to a shop. I came back to my senses when I was in a shop. And they had opened my shirt and they were woodjaring me and trying to touch me with some wet things and they said I was very hot. Four o'clock. They are giving me water to drink. I told them I'm not going to drink that water. They say several. You are too hot. Drink this water. I said, no. They asked me why. I told them it is not at six o'clock. I got up, put on my shirt, went and looked for a taxi. That thing that says, I have to finish. I have to finish. Do you know if you ate at 5.59, you have not finished. It is true. It is true. A fast is a fast. It's a, it's a requirement. If you don't meet the requirement, you have done nothing. Even if you fasted up to one second, you two. have not done it. Let's go back to the old thing. The old way. Esther said, for three days, let no one eat or drink. If for you, 
On the third day, you say, I feel a breakthrough in the spirit. The king will allow Esther in. You You have spoiled everything. That instruction was three days. No one. The king made an instruction in Nineveh for how many days? Three days. Three days also. And he said, No beast. However much I love my dogs that day, I'll just tell them, guys, you are going to fast with me. I am sorry. This is the requirement. In Joel chapter 2, God speaks the requirement and says, let the nursing mothers call them out. And he said, call the bridegroom also out. That was the requirement. Can you imagine that? God disrupting your honeymoon. Because it's it's required that the bridegroom has to come out of the chamber. Mama, you should fast. Things are very serious. Hallelujah. Amen. To him, okay, so is what I want us to spend about ten minutes. Yeah, to my Dachikanga Kumi. Ten, 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 about ten minutes. Dachikanga Kumi. I want you to go before the Lord. Habitation. Submission. What next? Fellowship. And then partnership. And I'm saying that this is what I feel in my heart. God wants to bring the church to partnership. That's where the glory is seen upon you. I want you to pray for your life, your spiritual life. That wherever you are stuck, God will take you out. And God will bring you through to the place where he wants you to bring you to. I want you to pray for speed in your spiritual journey. Speed in your spiritual growth. Okay? I want you to pray to God to help you in the areas where you have compromised the walk. God will make you to get radical with the walk. Everybody say radical. Radical. Non-compromising. Especially with his requirements. Take those ten minutes. Pray for your life. In Jesus' name. Just stay within here because we're about to end. Pray the way you want to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We glorify you, Father. Oh, Sarabakata. Thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for your illumination. Thank you, Father, for putting emphasis on certain issues, O God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, O God, for tuning us, Lord, in this walk of seeking your face, Lord. O God, bring back the old way, the old way. Lord, Abbasai, your word says, O God, that inquire for the ancient path. The 
ancient ways of seeking you, Lord. When, when, when men said, I will put nothing to my mouth. I will put nothing before me until, oh God. Oh, when David said, I will not give slumber to my eyes until I found a place for my God. Father, oh my God, oh Boshaya, bring it back. Bring it back, Lord. Help us, Father. Help us, Lord, in this journey, Father, in our spiritual journey with you, in our spiritual walk with you. Help Faith Family Church. Help the body of Christ, I pray. Father, beyond the Friday overnight, every single day of our lives, my Father, that there shall be a quickening in our spiritual walk. There shall be a quickening my father in the way my father we oh God do certain things especially in our response to you my father. There shall be a quickening father. You will open our ear to the instructions and the requirements my father of the spirit oh God the dictates of the spirit shall be upon our hearts and upon our lives my father. Oh God, I pray. Oh God, I pray, my Father, remove the compromising heart. Remove, oh God, Father, everything that causes us, my Father, to annul your instructions, Father. Your word says that your traditions have annulled the commandments of God. Father, Lopo Santa Rabaka, whatever is in us that adjures out the requirements of the walk with you, Lord, everything that wants a softer way, everything Everything that wants an easier way. Everything that wants a cheaper way. My father I pray. Heal our hearts of that compromise. Heal my heart oh God. Heal my mind oh God father. And put in me a radical spirit. Shanta, Unite my heart together. To fear you oh God. Unite my heart together. To obey you my God. Unite my heart together father. That everything in me oh God shall give you glory everything in me shall submit to you everything in me oh God shall lay before you oh God father that you may have your way that you may have your way my God oh that you may have your way heal our hearts oh God heal our hearts oh God from that spirit of compromise heal our hearts oh God father Lord unite our hearts oh God and make us whole to walk in your way Make us whole. I pray, Father. Oh, Komahandekaya. Oh, Sikarihandokatakaya. Father, 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 you are the doctor of my heart. You are the healer of my heart. You are the worker in me, oh, Father. Oh, my Lord. Bring me to full fellowship. Bring me to full partnership with you. Bring me to full fellowship with you, Father. Oh, Mahanda Katanda Bakaya. Oh, Parahande Sokorahande Kaya. Leharomohande Sikahai. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, awaken the church, Father. Awaken the church, awaken faith family church. Awaken the watchers, awaken the intercessors. Awaken, Father, Lord, your servants in this house, Lord, to a life of radical Christianity, to a life of radicality. My Father, bring back the 
bring it back, oh God. Ah, my God. Until we can follow you with a whole heart. Until and Batia. Oh God. The psalmist said, with my whole heart, I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from your commands. Oh, Father, that I may say the same, that with my whole heart I have sought you. With my whole heart, Lord, with my whole heart, that a Messiah, that we may say it of ourselves, Lord, that we have sought you with our whole hearts. Oh, God. Mahanda Raba Seyaraba Remakanda Raba Katejabai Katare Baba Serebai Akariba Baba. Yes, pray. Pray for that spiritual journey. Father, put speed. Put speed on this journey of seeking you put accuracy accuracy in hearing your voice accuracy in implementing the things you say accuracy my father no more presumption no more guesswork lord no more leading ourselves release that spiritual accuracy oh god to know the mind of the lord to know the thoughts of God. Your word says that we have the mind of Christ. Father, let Christ be revealed in us. Let his thoughts, oh God, that guide us to the pastures, let them be revealed in us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. us to drop the compromise. He's saying that's the disease. And when we talk about compromise, we are meaning where we pour cold water on the fire of the spirit and we bargain with God and we do not go the whole way with him where we are not ready to sacrifice denying ourselves and God is saying there is a life of radicality that is a whole heart a whole heart a whole heart if you, you hear the voice of God in your spirit but if you do 
and you can just repent for any compromise and cast it off yourself cast it off that garment and ask God for a radical spirit a radical mind ask him to heal you from those ways ask him we have been sick sick we have been sick there is an ancient radicality the Lord is looking for an ancient radicality men and women who seek with their whole heart who sacrifice if God asks for everything they will give everything for all the stagnation that is the spirit that was upon Saul, King Saul they told him destroy all the Amalekites and he left the best the sheep God heal us from such a heart heal us when you call us to your word just read a little here and there a verse or two but yet you are telling us to bury ourselves in your word when you call us to prayer and we pray only when it feels like it's working and we forsake you at the moments that you need us most spirit restore a radical ay, 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 ay. some of you remember how radical you were some of you have a taste of what we are talking about God is saying he can heal you he can heal your walk he can heal your heart a time when you could sit and somebody preaches for five hours and it was okay with you 
Now they preach for 10 minutes. One hour. And you walk out of the service. You are tired. Your heart is divided. Ask the Lord to heal your heart. for offering would come and you'd look for what to give God when you didn't have money you would look for something today you have money but you can hold it back you can hold it back it's a divided heart it's a divided heart Take your time with him. He's doing something. Something. Something in your life. You remember that time. You would praise God like King David. You didn't care what people thought. You are a radical praiser. Now. Where is that praise? Where is that praise? Compromise. Compromise the heart of soul, the people, the people, the people, the people. Forget the people now. Say, God, I come back to you. Put in me a whole heart to fear you. A whole heart to walk in your ways our whole heart to obey that I may come to partnership with you he wants a quick work to partnership the enemy has raised his own radical men we call them extremists. Now we fear the extremists of the devil. Because he told us you are becoming too extreme. Cool down. Calm down. Don't become too much. Now the extremists are the other side. And one terrorist entering a country shakes a whole security system. If God can find one extremist, Lord, here I am. Lord, help me.
men who are radical women who are radical say certain things that can disturb others but when they please the father job said I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look after a woman lustfully. That's a radical man. David said, put a watch on my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to God. Paul stood up and rebuked Peter for his hypocrisy. That is radical. That is radical. My God. There are certain things we shall say. There are certain things we shall do. When our heart is healed, we come back to our whole heart and follow God wholeheartedly. thing before my eyes. I will have no vile word on my tongue. Oh God, I will not touch the garment of the flesh. Lift up those hands. As those hands are lifted in submission to the Lord, right now I want you to see the next seven days from today. And I want you to to see what they're going to be in your life. The next seven days, see the course. The next seven days. The grace that God wants to release is the grace to go forth and pierce the darkness and run with him. I want you to dedicate the coming week, the next seven days, that the next seven days of your life, they're going to be days of speed. They're going to be days of plowing. They're going to be days of going against all the resistance. I don't care what type of resistance you have had before. But let these seven days be your entrance into Jerusalem. Dedicate them. Pray. Pray. Dedicate the next seven days. Some of you need to get your food. I said some of you. 
And God will speak to you if it is you. Yeah? Too much compromise now needs to be kicked out with a radical kick. A radical kick. You have compromised fasting for so many, many days, months, and years. Now you need the kick. Kick out that compromise. May the Lord speak to you right now. Father, speak to your people. Show them their path. Show them the requirement. Show them the requirement. Show them the habits, the disciplines, the hidden path that works for their favor. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Kila malala, kila malala, yes. Mikala, shite, kilama. Makulaba. The Holy Spirit is saying that he's lifting off the spirit of compromise. That spirit is going. It has been like a blanket over the body of Christ. He's lifting it off. He's lifting it off in the name of Jesus. Father, lift it off. Let it go. Let it go. And heal the hearts of your people. Heal the hearts of your people to follow.